Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, for those of you that know me, you know that I love music. Yes, I actually have written a number of songs. I've done a couple albums, not so much recently, but in my past. And uh, it's just something that I absolutely love. The topic is just front and center for me. I feel like it's always kind of in my mind. There's always a new song to be written in my mind. And um, you guys are going to love the company we're exploring today, Sonatone, um, because it, it's one of the first companies we ever had on the podcast in the whole music space. And I don't know why, but I'm, I'm just so excited that this is our first um, in this space in two, almost 300 episodes now. So on the podcast today is the founder of Sonatone, PK Pandy. PK, it is so great having you on the podcast. Hey, Justin, it is fantastic to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I love this. I When I saw the information that your uh, PR person sent over, David, thank you so much, who's also on listening, um, I was so excited because, I, I mean, I do, I, I love music. And for those that are musical, like you kind of have always a song in your head. I don't know, you know, I'm just, I, I wake up and there's some song kind of playing in my head. Sometimes at night I have ideas and I write them down. Like, you know, just, I love the music space. And for those that are creatives, you're going to love of this conversation today. So let's do this. Um, PK, before we get to Sonatone, which I can't wait to, to unpack and, and, and talk through, just share with our audience some of your background and how you even got into the entrepreneurship space. All right, great. Well, you have a song in your head all the time. I usually have guitar licks in my head. See? I think playing I guitar, that. like like just talking and conversational. So I'm always, that's always going. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> to answer your question, uh, yeah, so starting a guitar center, that was kind of an accident. Uh, I was actually in the horticultural, uh, I'm not going to say the word space because everybody's <laughs> in that space. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, studied horticulture and I was growing, growing roses commercially, but I had to get out of it because all the chemicals would have uh, done me in, in 20 years. <laughs> so nice. being, a guitar, being a guitar player, doing some studio time, uh, applied for a job at Guitar Center. I said, maybe I could sell guitars, make some money before I go back on the road with guys like Brian McKnight uh, and so forth. Wow. Went there. They said I couldn't do that because that was a premium position. So I applied for the job in Pro Audio, which was a non-premium position. No, knew really nothing about it, but was willing to learn as much as I could. I uh, did that and started working in the product department in 1995. And uh, a lot of excitement there. You know, worked in basically working the floor at Guitar Center. Totally. Like, Got to start there. Uh, they. The one great thing about Guitar Center, actually, I can say many great things about Guitar Center, but one of the, the keys that I uh, really hung on to is that they're always uh, focused on learning. So totally. So you don't know something, they're, they're willing to teach you, which is fantastic. You know, back then, that's how you grow the knowledge of your staff and generate more uh, more sales in the end. Totally agree. I mean, I, I have to just tell you my experience at Guitar Center, and for those that have never been to a Guitar Center store, by the way, I mean, just the most unique retail chain, I'd say, uh, in, I mean, obviously in the music space, but I mean, you can walk in there and try out every different type of instrument you can ever imagine. And oh, by the way, they're, the staff there 
are incredibly helpful and want you to to learn like they they're eager for you to learn and to fig figure out what's the right drumstick you need for i mean like it's just incredible but pk you founded this group called gc pro so share with our audience what that is yeah so um, there's the whole reason behind gc pro is I worked the floor for a couple of years, became a manager for a year and was tired of it, was going to leave. And they told me I could just kind of do what I did because I was building this little business of my own, uh, which was basically a business to business operation focusing on the studios, the professional um, musicians, engineers, producers, what have you. So they kind of let me make my own schedule. Very fortunate to have done that. And then I registered the website gcpro.com. Why did I do that? because I wanted to uh, drive traffic there and differentiate what I was doing from the guitar center uh, regular operations. And they were totally fine with it. And I did that for about four years, building the website, did that at night while working during the day. And then in 2004, I handed it over to guitar center so they could start duplicating my business model wow. and go <laughs> across the country. Wow. So in exchange for uh, doing the website and building the business and developing all the high end vendor relationships, which they were kind of lacking because of these boutique vendors that are out there. Uh, somehow they, I gravitated towards them and they liked what I was doing and how it was differentiating from the actual, uh, the mega, store sure. you know they didn't want to see all the stuff in the mega stores because they wanted to protect their their uh, brand so uh guitar center started building it and it became i think it was an 80 million dollar operation and i just kept doing my thing and unbelievable part of, GC, part of gc pro and it was a lot it was an amazing experience i met so many people in the music industry, which I still have relationships uh, and communication with today, and that have continually helped me as much as they can throughout my career at Guitar Center and uh, when I left GC Pro to start my own company. Right. So great seg systems. Yeah, great segue. <laughs> um, so you had some newfound freedom after a guitar center and you started Avian Systems, um, mm -hmm. where you design, install and maintain audio and video systems for customers across the industry, not only in the music industry, but education, fitness, hospitality, etc. So how did you decide to start your own business? And like, how did you decide that was going to be the focus for the business? I think throughout the years everyone said oh pk you should open up your own shop and do your own thing you're so you know talented and whatever uh skilled at doing what you're doing and i said yeah i really don't want to deal with the day-to-day -day stuff and owning a business there's a lot of uh work there but as i started gravitating towards doing larger size projects um guitar center at that point in time which was probably 2010 to 2012 was not interested in doing certain types of projects so they said I could pursue them, and I started going more towards that direction, doing these really long-term projects that could take more than a year and sure. require a lot of time, uh, project management time, personal time, that you won't be compensated for at Guitar Center because it's basically an hourly thing or a salary thing or a commission-based uh, structure so uh, I was I got more into project management I started doing these longer term deals and the, the first largest one was for Pepsi Cola building them a studio in Manhattan Wow 
which is their Pretty content, cool. creation, content creation studio. And then it was uh, building three studios for Danger and Marcel in Miami. And then Paul Epworth started playing with them. And then it just started snowballing. Wow. Like from there. Okay. But for you, like, what was the unique thing you brought? In other words, like, uh, to hear that story and, like, you went and created this for Pepsi and then others and it started snowballing. Like, what was it that was unique about what you brought versus maybe others out there? Or were there, were there no others out there? There are not that many out there Got it. that do that do the style of business that I do and that come from the background I do sure. in, the, in the recording and production uh, field. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the corporate world when it comes to corporate AV, but for I did in my experience, people knew of me and it was just serendipitous that I knew a lot of people in the, on many of these projects. So it, my business was 100% referral based. Wow. That's really cool. I mean, amazing way to grow a business. Now, um, I, g- turning from that to Sonatone, what, what was it that gave you the idea to start a business in the, the strings space and share with our audience too, like what it is you're focused on with Sonatone? Okay. With Sonatone, it's another uh, company where I had some needs when it came to guitar strings. Uh, I, I was when I was recording in this in my own studio, Maddox Recording in Boston. A uh, little plug for myself there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> please do. I love it. <laughs> Many more to come. <laughs> I love it. That's all. That's why we're I, here. <laughs> uh, tracking uh, guitars, I was just not hearing the, the sound quality that I was accustomed to from uh, well, from when I started playing guitar and throughout the '80s. So, what it did was, you know, I guess I'm, I'm one of those people that put me on the hunt. For better strings so i started buying strings from all over the world all different brands still not satisfied some came pretty darn close so i started doing some research on you know metal fabrication and metal annealing and amalgamations and found a way to make some strings um, with some people that really really satisfied my needs uh, and desires for what i wanted in a guitar string and how i wanted the guitar string to perform and sound so I was just doing this for myself. You know, this was kind of like my little thing and not, no intention of building a business around this idea. Sure. Um, when, you know, I, Joe Perry from Aerosmith is a great friend of mine. I, I built all their studios. <laughs> I love uh, Aerosmith, all, by the way. All, all the guys are great friends. Joe's a really <laughs> great friend. Great. And out of the blue, Joe just called me and says, hey, you know, I'm having problems with uh, brand X and brand Y, and they're breaking, and they really sound terrible nowadays, and I just don't like this. Do you have anything else you can help me with? And I did help him back, you know, 10 years before with some other stuff, with some uh, different strings, which she's been using for a while. Then... He was having problems with those as well. And I said, I don't know, Joe, this looks like this is a, a trend in the guitar string industry, but I did develop something for myself, sure. which I will let you try and use because it's it's you, you know, you're my friend. <laughs> but wait, and, before you, and before you get there, what was the problem though? What what had changed with, with guitar strings? Like, why were they not as good as what you remembered or what, what, what happened? I don't know. Maybe I was bending the strings harder. Maybe I was playing a little harder. They just didn't feel the way that I liked them to feel. Got it. And I, not what I remember. They just started deteriorating in the quality. Is Interesting. Is the best way to describe it. I couldn't tell you exactly why they were deteriorating in quality, but they just didn't feel the same. And they didn't sound the same, that's for sure. Got it. So, wow. And so, so you uh, give Joe I- Perry some, some strings. 
not yes, 24 packs of strings so we can put them on all those guitars. <laughs> and this tech, Marco, is uh, raving about him. He says, what are you doing? This is like crazy. This is amazing. And Joe just loved the feel um, of him. The sound is, he said, I have never heard anything like this. Or what I've heard is like from a long, long, long time ago. Wow. Said, yes, that's the kind of process we're using. It's a very old school type of thing. Uh, our pure nickel is pure. And the way we do the cores is a little different. Uh, than you're seeing out there. It's, it costs a lot more money to do it. It takes a lot more time to do it. And it's all and a lot of uh, you know, human being time to to basically put these strings together. So I said, oh, that's great. And I'll just make strings for myself and Joe. And then Joe uh, has Jeff Beck call me. So <laughs> Jeff calls me and I made some for Jeff. He loves them. And then he said, can you make me, you know, you know, hundred some pop packs so you can go on the road and some sure. for home. Yes, different grades. So there you go. I have Joe wow. Perry and, Joe, <laughs> and, and to go back to Joe, he, he says I'm going to take the strings on the next tour around the world. I said, what? Why are you going to do that? <laughs> we gotta, we're still in testing mode. But I made him a couple hundred sets. He took wow. them around the world and he loved them. And I made strings, you know, for all the different guitars he had. And I they, love it. I love passed. it. That was, I guess, the. I got thrown into the fire. That that That's was the beta so test, funny. the real world beta test. And then Joe, Jeff Beck played him around the world in his tours, and he loved them. And then wow. everybody started hearing about them, just word of mouth. And I guess, man, maybe I got to start a string company. So That's so funny. Now you I have got to, I got together with some guys. We started working on uh, the logos and yeah. websites. And Website's that, great. That, yeah, right. thanks. Okay. That was probably a year process. And then... Uh, packaging, everything's in the U.S. Yeah, you know, that's everything. pretty awesome. Okay, I have then, to ask uh, you. I have to ask you some one-on-one questions. Is that okay? Like, because yeah. some of our listeners, they're not, they've never played a guitar. So, how? <laughs> so, talk about the importance of the strings versus the actual guitar. Like, it seems like, and most people probably, if they're not in the music industry, they'd go, well, oh, I just go buy a guitar at Guitar Center, and it is what it is. But talk about the importance or the unique characteristics of strings as it relates to guitars. Okay, so guitar is an instrument that you touch 100% of the time, and the strings are what you're touching aside from the guitar. So the way the string vibrates on the guitar makes all the difference in the world. And so that translates through electromagnetic energy through the pickups into the actual sound that's coming out of your guitar plugged into your amplifier. Got or it. Or whatever. So it has a direct, the metals and the construction and the quality of the string have a direct relationship to your sound as well as the way you're playing the guitar. Because if the strings are very comfortable and they, the way they play, you play, I want to say you play better. You play and uh, David knows this too. He's been playing strings. But they, <laughs> nice. Everybody comments about the sound and the way they feel. Wow. Okay, that's helpful. Now, my next question is: How did you figure out how to make strings? Like, it's one thing to, if if I went and bought some strings and I had them put on, or I knew even how to put them on the guitar. But how did you figure out how to make them? Well, I'm not winding them myself. I'm, I'm <laughs> but I'm sub- I'm, now I can sub. <laughs> Right, but how I, did you figure that you know, out? My, you know, my friends have a little winder. We experiment there, but now I can I can basically farm out some of that work yes. 
quality people, but very small shops. You know, people who have one or two winders, basically. What is a winder? A winder is basically uh, a string winder that wraps a, a type of metal around a core. Got it. So they're making the strings for me in a few different places, and I'm always under the quality control. So I wow. close. I, I, I check all the strings, uh, you know, all the time to make sure the quality is there. Because, uh, That's so cool. And, and we've been very fortunate you know, to have some uh, good people working for us, helping us do this. Okay, so you decide to make a couple of packs of strings for yourself through some friends. You find someone, a winder, um, and then, oh, well, I need a little more. So maybe that same winder can make a few more, a couple hundred more, et cetera. At what point did it go from, this is a cool project for me and Joe Perry and Beck to, oh my God, I need to scale this thing. Was there an inflection point where you figured out, oh, I need to, I got to figure this out. This is different. I had to figure it out because I hadn't really been in manufacturing of anything before. (laughs) So you can uh, sub out some of this work with uh, contract builders, just like they make beer. You know, Sam Adams is not brewed by Sam Adams. It's brewed by whatever in Utica, New York. You have contract brewing and contract uh, food business where you're making, you're not making the cookies. Totally. But you package and sell them with your name on them. Right. If if you come up with the formula, you can have a, you can uh, talk to different contract uh, manufacturers to see if they can meet your needs for this stuff. Sure. So I found a couple and we're doing to be having a lot of luck <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> um and so how did you figure out packaging and the kind of the market for retail i mean i guess you knew it somewhat from guitar center but like you know it's different when you're trying to sell in product that's packaged into stores right so how did you what, what, what did that look like for you okay so i'm knowing being very familiar with the retail model, I did not want to enter the retail model because oh, uh, interesting. You have, okay, you have many, many different layers where you will go. You know, manufacturer goes to a wholesaler or distributor, totally. and then it goes to uh, you have a rep system or this type of thing. Oh, yeah. it's hard retail. to make money. It's hard to make money on it's, that. It's very hard to make money. So, and the spring, being that the strings are so expensive to manufacture. There's just no way I would, you know, sell package trains for fifty dollars. That's just not a value. <laughs> Nobody's gonna buy. Yeah, exactly. No, it's just not a value for anybody. Uh, and that would just be a uphill battle. So I decided to go just direct to the consumer via the website, via my own marketing, and then I harnessed uh, or leveraged the power of Amazon to do all the fulfillment. Perfect. Uh, for like FBA so, fulfilled by Amazon. Yeah, FBA. Awesome. So. FBA does all the fulfillment for me. We do some orders, uh, what I call manual orders. Yeah, fulfilled by merchant. Yep. And then uh, I decided, wait a minute, Amazon can also sell direct on the web, their website. Why don't we do that? And why don't we harness Amazon's advertising and on their own website? It's uh, it costs money, but it's just it's marketing money, so it's money well spent. And then we started getting orders every single day. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, what has been... The, uh, so, okay. Um, before I get to growth, you've got some different types of um, products here. So, for example, you have the... In the electric category, you have the classic vintage fusion and sonicore. In the acoustic category, it's concert and symphonic. In bass, you have classic fusion and vintage. So, uh, 
I'm sure for a, a guitar player listening like David, uh, he would know what that is, but I don't. So help me with that. Okay, so these are the different formulations uh, of the strings. And sure. Most of them are referring to the wound strings, to, okay. the top, you know, to the top three strings. So the classic is your basically classic nickel-plated steel wrap on the strings. Um, gives you a really nice, comfortable, bright tone. The fusion is a pure nickel amalgam with some other metals to give you a super comfortable feel with a little more attack and a little more definition. Love that. Uh, great for some, great for some uh, many styles, jazz, you know, modern rock, things sure. like that. The vintage is basically been the most popular, so I call that the king of the hill. That's a pure vintage wrap on that. And ours is a little different than the old vintage. There's nothing dull about it whatsoever. It's just a very nice, big sound with plenty of attack. Um, so that's the varieties there. Uh, on the acoustic, we have the symphonic, which is your phosphor bronze wrap, which is pretty standard. Uh, and then we have a concert, which is a brass wrap string, which hmm. is the historical brass. So you want to know that the songs from the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and early 70s, they didn't have the phosphor bronze. The phosphor bronze are, are brighter strings, and they last a little bit longer. All that stuff was old historical brass. Interesting. Going on there. Wow. Yeah, so... It's not phosphor bronze. And the brass behaves in a different way. Think about it more like a piano. Got it. When you have that type of string. And it can be brighter. You know, it can be brighter many times. And it's very, very comfortable to play. And the bass strings are the same thing as the guitar strings with the different wraps uh, corresponding to the, the variety. Got it. Um, now, we treat, we treat our cores differently. And I think that makes a, that's a big factor in the sound. And I don't want to reveal too much of it, obviously, sure, but that's fair. it's just the extra time that we spend with the cores that give us a little bit of a, you know, more spectacular, more exuding sound. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome, and we, we we can leave that as your secret sauce. Um, so, what do the guitar manufacturers think? Like, do they go, "Oh yeah, man, Sonotone, we need to partner with them," or do the guitar makers? kind of separate themselves from the string makers. Does that make sense? What, what, what does that look like? Well, guitar makers want to make their own strings. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so they're doing, they're kind of doing the same thing, but on, on a larger scale. Got it. Because, only because they have more money and more time and more effort to do sure. this with. But I have had some, some very high end guitar makers that have graduated to using my string. <laughs> graduated. I love it. <laughs> If they come, they finally you, stepped up to the plate, and now they use my strings. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'd like to mention Stephen Marcioni. Uh, I see that on uh, your site here. Yeah, guitar luthier based out of Houston, Texas, uh, makes all his guitars and violins hand, you know, by hand. So wow, makes everything by hand, and he has he's using Sonatone exclusively on the, the guitars, acoustics, and electrics that use my strings. Uh, I don't make violin strings, or uh, you know classical strings yet. sure yeah but you could right i mean that's an, that would be an easy I extension guess i could yeah I, I guess i could but it's like i don't have an interest as of yet yeah that's interesting um wow really really cool um and then uh it's just fascinating so you also then on here have a list of artists that is lengthy um and so are these artists and i'm looking at your website um mm -hmm. 
And by the way, for those listening, it's Sano, S-O-N-O dash tone, T-O-N-E dot com. Um, are these artists playing your strings and how did you engage with them or did they come to you? Some of them I have engaged with, with uh, and some came to me. Actually, most of them came to me. You know, even guys like George Lynch from Dokken fame just calls me out of the blue. He's in some, how does he he's get in your some, phone number though he's like, in some kind of group how does michael <laughs> okay so you know how do and, i call pk out of the blue i mean hey and, <laughs> and it's not like i'm trying to drop names it's just every name is a big name you know? right i mean your phone so rings unknown number me. you answer your unknown numbers <laughs> yeah and it says my it says maybe george lynch on your phone <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm like, oh, that's super interesting. So he's like, yeah, I got your name from, uh, you know, I'm in this thing with Michael Landau because I had sent Michael Landau a bunch of strings, who is one of the most premier studio guitar players on the planet, you know, uh, out of L.A. And he heard my name from there and he just went to the website. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's just, you know, (laughs) end of the day, people are people, you know. Even yeah, famous so, people are people, you know? <laughs> so he said, oh, you just call PK. He's super cool, and he'll help you out and do whatever. And I sent George a bunch of strings, and I'm making custom gauges for them. You know, I still answer all the emails and phone calls personally. Nice. So it's it's that sort of thing right now still, which I, I really enjoy because it's all about – for me, it's all about relationships. Totally. Well, the, I think the industry – isn't the industry all about relationships? I mean, that's kind of yeah. my observation. So. Yeah, because you never know who you're going to meet in any part of the industry, whether you're the MI retail or if you're the pro audio industry or if you're in the design portion. Totally. I, it seems that there's there's some crossover there. It's really cool. Um, well, this is, I just, for a music person, I, you know, for those listening that love music, you're like, can, go keep going, talk about some of the other artists. But um, uh, share with us, though, you, you've been you've been an entrepreneur now at least twice um and you've worked for a big brand what mm-hmm. you know what would be some of the like two or three lessons learned from the entrepreneurship side of things that you'd share with our audience you know things that you've learned that you'd pass on to others that are starting their own business well i think if you have a desire to do something with a burning passion do everything that you can in your power to pursue that even taking as many risks as possible. Because if you take the risks and make them calculated, um, get feedback from your coterie of individuals you trust and are like-minded like you, you'll find a way to get there. It's gonna take, uh, you know, sometimes little baby steps, but that's okay. I'd say be patient is probably the biggest piece of advice that I could give if I were giving, if I were being an advisor to somebody. Uh, follow your dreams, which is everybody says this, but seriously, I I've been doing it, and I own I think nine companies now wow. doing this. Wow! You know, and I I make speakers, symphonic acoustics for Alicia Keys and Paul Epworth, and I just you know, Pharrell just bought a set of my speakers here, and you know I'm dropping names. It's like you name it, Chris Brown, everybody wow. is buying my these large format speakers, and then it crosses over into other companies that I'm uh, involved with. But all of these have taken time, but it's been kind of a love for each one. So if you find that you're not doing something that you love, it starts becoming a lot of work. And I think that's the only fuel that keeps driving me is because I love all these things that I'm doing. And that, you know, I have that much passion for it, which keeps me going and I don't see it as work. 
Man, I love that. I mean, that right there, a bottom line for today for all listening. If you're not doing something that you love, it becomes a lot of work. And oh, by the way, you are a creative and you like a lot of balls in there as evidenced by the nine companies you're involved with. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I'm serial, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I I have uh, um, a mind that's always going and I feel like I'm, I got to have my, I got to have nine balls in there all the time. Um mm-hmm. PK, share with our audience where they can find your product, uh, where they can connect with the brand, etc. Okay, guitar strings, sono-tone, T-O-N-E dot com. Large format, small format studio monitors at symphonicacoustics.com. Studio uh, equipment provisioning, design, project management, acoustic stuff at A-V-N-S-Y-S dot com. Uh, and maybe we'll just leave it there also i just started a new company with john stork called ready acoustics R-E-D- oh wow r-e-d-i acoustics.com we have a software as a service we now make and i'm i'm also one of the one of the owners of wsdg with john stork wow that's awesome way more than i thought for today uh, pk this has been so great i i'm so excited that, that we got to spend this time together i'm so glad to meet you and I, I look forward to staying in touch you've got so many irons in the fire and balls in the air and i'd love to have you back on down the road as you continue to grow these brands oh thank you so much we'll do we'll focus on some of the other companies next time that sounds great <laughs> i love it the Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.